Thanks for asking. That, that, that's good. <laughs> Your levels can suck it. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 72 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hi, folks. How are you going? And down below me, we have Major Socks. Yes. And Bruce, don't you get, get, get tabled all the time when you're playing dice games? Yes. You, you get tabled all the time. And above that's, me is... That's the where the name comes from. Exactly. And above me is George the Yank. One day you guys are actually going to watch the videos that I produce and you'll actually see where you guys are. Every time you do this, you prove that you don't watch our own content. I'm looking at how it's laid out on the video right now. Here, let me, let me, let me do this. See? Yep, but that's not how it appears on the screen and you know it. <laughs> we oh, have this conversation like every second episode. Uh, we do, just about. Ah, oh, dear. George, we should do a thing. Hey, I just want to point something out. We have started 10 minutes ahead of schedule. I know, this is a miracle. It's amazing. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Why are you blaming me? I'm going to start with this because I am so excited about this. So I'm going to talk about it. Games Workshop, we have an avatar for the Eldar. Technically, we've had an, Eldar, an, an avatar for a while. But we actually have one that's actually worth owning, finally. Well, we have another one that's worth owning, finally. Because there is one by Forge World that's amazing. Um, I honestly... Like, so this got teased a couple of times. We knew this was coming. We've known this was coming since before we knew they were having a big release. Because they pretty much this was the first thing that they teased in those initial th those initial pictures. Um, honestly, I really think they've outdone themselves with this. I this it still has the feeling of the original miniature, although they have changed a couple of things. I do think this pose is better than that pose. Um, he still kind of has that claw threatening look. The blood going down the gauntlet. I wasn't 100% sure what I thought about that because when I first looked at this, I kind of thought, why does it look like a flag? Because it kind of looks like there's a banner coming down from his wrist. And then I realized that it's blood pouring out of his gauntlet. And I was like, oh, no, I love this now. So I, I, I will agree with that, except there's one thing that you, you overlooked that is the ultimate most important thing. The alternate head. Yes, yes. That alternate head is amazeballs. It's, I think it's a better head than the the, the head that is currently on this image. I th I think that head is more avatar feeling. It's more primal, more monstery. Which that's what the avatar is. He's kind of a monster. He's not, you know. Hi, I'm a space elf. Look at my shiny, pretty. Armor. No, this guy is like an ugly, mean thing. And that the other head is ugly and mean. It's like I no, I'm not going to say that because she might listen, and then I will get in trouble. <laughs> yeah uh from memory because i'm quickly going through this now to find it i think that was previewed in the lvo stuff 
Yes, it is. Okay, so for those watching the video feed, this is the ultimate head, alternate head that he was talking about there. Um, I kind of, I like the fact that they've done this. Like, it really, really works. While we're here, um, Lord Morgan Ra looks amazing as well. Our walking skeleton man with the giant gun. I will shoot you guys a link if you like. Um, a linky link. Yeah. I don't remember if we actually covered Morgan Ra last episode. I don't think we had. That um, name is not ringing a bell, so I'm going to say no, we did not. So, we are going to cover a couple of things that I haven't put in the list there. Okay, so <laughs> we also have, because we had seen the, the shooty guys, uh, and now we have the Phoenix Lord for the shooty guys, Magan Ra, uh, with his scythe sniper rifle. So they have kept that really silly idea and made it even sillier. Um, we also have some shining spears, which I find very interesting because those kits aren't that old. Um, I mean, they weren't new, but they weren't that old either. Um, but it is about this time that I talk about the stuff that we're not getting because we're not getting new uh, striking scorpions. And despite the fact that they've been teased at least twice, if not three times, we're not getting the Sweeping Hawks either. Um, because we've seen everything at this point. So I said that if they didn't do all of those miniatures, that I was going to call this a letdown. And therefore, I officially have to say that it is. I mean, I guess that they do have to kind of release things next year. But at the same time... They teased that they were going to do all of them, and they haven't done all of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back we to... We uh, did not need new Shining Spears. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. These are gorgeous. I'm not discrediting that. They are gorgeous. But these didn't need to be done. The other stuff desperately needs to be done. Yeah, the, the spiders, and for, yeah, for sure, they, they mm. need redone. Um, I will say this. If you if you omit the gun on uh, Magen Ra, if you omit the gun, that is an amazing miniature. That gun... Oh, the gun is silly, but it's supposed to be silly. I mean, it's not supposed to be a sensible gun. I mean, they can't get rid of that. It's part of the character. Yeah, but they could still have done that without it being so ludicrous. I mean, it is... They go and do that with the Avatar, and they give it that primal head, and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, check it out. We still kept the stupid gun on this guy. Uh... Socks, as our resident, I don't care about Games Workshop stuff. What do you think about this guy? Yeah, no, he, he kind of looks cool. Uh, but I will say the other, the ultimate head does look a little bit better. Looking at the other pictures, I will agree, yeah. George. Yeah, uh, the, the guy with the silly gun on the second link that I just sent you on Facebook. Um, so he's watching that. us talk about this stuff that he's not even, not, he hasn't even seen it yet. Professionalism, folks. Look at this guy. <laughs> so, so Bruce, I will also point out. I just did a quick look. You see on a. Uh, the Forge World website, and there is no more uh, Avatar on the Forge World site. That's surprising. That's a move I wasn't expecting. Um, I think I said this on Puncast, otherwise I've just said it privately. Um, my expectation was that they were going to do what you had suggested, which was leave the Avatar there, and then it's just, it's a premium version of the model. Yeah, no, I had I, I scrolled down. I, I clicked the link, Bruce. Oh, okay. Uh, so the guy, with the, the, the guy with the scythe sniper rifle is who we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's Ultimate Edgelord, but it's 40k, so yeah. you expect it. 
Yeah, because I, I just, I just, yeah, I just did a, a better search, and uh, I get a 404 error when trying to find that web page. So there is no more Avatar on the Forge World site. Also, apparently the website's broken. No, no, no. It's because the link I found is broken because oh, the page yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm still looking at um, uh, 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 Forge World site. Just I can't find an Avatar. Mm. Um, here's one thing I will say. I love the fact that every new release that they've done has an unhelmeted version. Yes, I know that people not wearing their helmets is stupid, uh, but it's science fiction. Who really cares? Um, I just I, I like the fact that they've given everybody that option. Now, apparently, the reason that they've done it is because the Inari have a thing against wearing helmets. I don't really know the Inari law. Um, I'll be honest. I'm half tempted just to do it with some of my guys, just to do it. If I was to buy these things, uh, honestly, I I don't know which version of the model I would build. Uh, Avatar-wise, I have a feeling that I would probably go helmetless. I don't know. I actually do like both, uh, but in saying that, I think I prefer the Avatar because there's also two different helmets too. I don't think I could have the avatar without the hair coming out the top, which means I'd have to go with either the big one with the big wings on the side, or I would have to go for the one without a helmet. And I honestly don't know which I prefer. I've also just noticed this too. Uh, the the avatar now has an option of uh, three different weapons. Yep. Yeah, so we got the spear, which is originally on the Forge World. And we have an axe, which is in the lore, but has never actually been produced. And then the store that came with the original Games Workshop one. Yes, yes. Um, so. Finally moving on, we have a demon coming. So this is a horrible demon that's horrible and, and really nasty and horrible, and he almost killed the best character in the game twice. Uh, so he's really awesome. Uh, this is, I'm going to say it's Carbanda, which, if that's how you say it, it's really silly. Uh, but this mini is stunning. Um, when it comes to the demons from the books, it tends to go one of two ways. Either it tends to go, I really love this character, but I don't love the sculpt. Or I really love this character, what have they done? I love this model and I love, like, it's just a really cool mini. It's yeah, a little it, bit overdone, but it's supposed to be. Yeah, well, I mean, f f first of all, you know, th th with the exception of Papa Nurgle, because, you know, that's just a gross blob of... Ugh, uh, the Bloodthirster is, by far, the best greater demon they have done sculpt-wise in mm -hmm. all versions. Even the original, you know, 37-pound uh, pewter one from way back in the day that, you know, you couldn't transport without it breaking or falling apart, and its wings would fall off just from looking at it. Uh, started moving to plastic and doing this stuff. The Bloodthirster has always just been an amazing looking sculpt. And, you know, he is a Bloodthirster, a named Bloodthirster. So, I mean, they've already got a great base to start on. All you got to do is make it a little more special, a little more fancy. Um, the, the one thing I'm noticing about the sculpt right off is the, uh, the veiny texture on the bat wings. Yeah, great. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, so, Sanguinius, this is for your sake, Socks. Sanguinius is the leader of the Blood Angels, hence why I made the big thing at the start, because that's my faction. Well, it would be if I owned them, but I don't. Because um, you're a quitter. Twice, technically. Because <laughs> I brought stuff to restart and then, and then sold it. <laughs> Not bringing up my regrets from last year! Um, so, this is a demon that Sanguinius had to face on a planet and only just survived. And then he got revenge on him during the Battle of... 
I'm going to say the Battle of Earth, but that's not what it's called. The Siege of Terror. Uh, and then, like, chopped him down to size and showed him his place. This guy is essentially the reason why Horus was able to kill Sanguinius. Because it's... Sorry, Horus fans, but if that hadn't have happened, Horus wouldn't have killed Sanguinius. It's fairly clear in the law that he was scared of Sanguinius. That's why he wanted to turn him, because Sanguinius was not going to be beaten. Um, I really like this. I, however, do expect that this is going to be stupidly expensive. Uh, I'm guessing $165. Yeah. Uh, I suspect that the Avatar is going to be up there as well. Uh, both models, however, I suspect are going to be worth the price. Uh, that's just a prediction. So, the the Avatar, they, they could charge 150 for the Avatar, even if it's only, like, you know, an $80 mini. They could charge 150 for it just because I think so many Eldar players would be like, Oh my god, finally, a, 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 an Avatar Mini. I'm not an Eldar player, I already want it. I can pretty much guarantee right. you I'm buying that model at this stage. The, Ava just, the Avatar is a model I will purchase. Yeah, I'm doing a quick look here. Blood. Well, why, well what are you looking up? I was looking up to see how much a regular Bloodthirster kit is. Uh, that's just before the last price increase, so it's not too bad from memory. Yeah, so... Based off that, however much uh, the Bloodthirster is, is how much what uh, What's-His-Face is going to be. Plus, say, um, 15 bucks. Oh, I don't know. I reckon it'll be higher than that. Let's see. Scarbard is uh, 140 And Scarbard's so, significantly more expensive than the regular Bloodthirster. I'm not seeing the regular Bloodthirster. The heck? That's interesting. Uh, monster. There we go. Uh, Bloodthirster is also 140 well, so okay, so I, they, bu they bumped up the bloodthirst because nobody was buying it then. Yeah, so uh, I, I would say you'd probably see a, a Bonda here. I'd you probably see it for about one hundred and forty as well, maybe a hundred and. I reckon it's going to be the hundred. I reckon it's going to be one hundred and sixty-five. That's uh, honestly, I mean, it depends on the size of it. But by the look of this, I actually think it's going to be a bigger model. That's possible. Well, it's also oh. supposed to be the most threatening and most powerful of them. If it's not bigger, I'd be very surprised. That's, that's fair. I'll have to charge more for it, but that's just what I suspect is going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, then lastly for Games Workshop, we got a, uh, a law-abiding Aldari. Yeah, so the Corsair Void Scarred. So this is not the first time that we've had one of the Corsairs. One of the characters is a Corsair. But we haven't seen something like this since... Was there, was there even one in 2nd Edition? I know that there was one in 1st um, Edition, Rogue Trader. But this is something that we've only ever really seen in the lore. We haven't really seen a lot of them in the actual game itself. If you wanted to do this sort of thing, it's always been kind of something that you had to, you know, make yourself out of existing stuff. Um, kind of like whatever the dinosaur ones are that I forget the name of right now. Um, I really like this guy. This is actually coming out for Till Team. Uh, Kill Team. Specifically. Specifically. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. English is hard, I know. Yeah. Um, not that you'd know anything about being uh, about speaking English. Nope. Because you're from America. Um, I really like this. I mean, I, I'm curious to see what the actual bot set, box set's going to be, because obviously this is coming for Kill Team, which means it's going to be part of a set of some kind. Kill Team doesn't really sell single miniatures unless they're going to start, and I don't see why they would, because that doesn't really fit with the way the game's supposed to be. But I'm very interested to see what this actually turns out like. So it looks like we're actually going to be getting a full box of Corsairs. So so I, here's just a thought, though. I think Kill Team would probably be 
a little more uh, desirable and fun too. If you know, like, here's your base army, like, and then like, there each faction had like three or four, you know, lieutenant type characters, mm-hmm. you know that that you could pick up individually, kind of, kind of like a, a the death roller for my Blood Bowl team, you know, like I can use it, but it's not part of the box, you know. Yeah, and that way, if you wanted to sculpt it on yourself, you could, which is what people are doing anyway. Uh, but for those that don't like green stuff. Um, they have the option to do it the cheap, the, well, not the cheap way, but the easy way. So, here's my second question. What kind of yep. bird is that? that it's uh, any sort of a useful purpose in the grim dark future? Um, I have a feeling that it's more something that exists just to be fancy, because, you know, pirates are fancy. Yeah, um, so I, what, what bird, what good is a bird going to do against a, a storm bolter and, you know, space marine armor? Burbs are invulnerable to weapons. Oh. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I actually... <laughs> I'm trying to think what it's actually based on. I want to say it's based on a falcon, but the head's wrong. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's sci-fi, but it's clearly based on something. It's a great-looking mini, but why? Because also, the way everything's perched and connected there, that looks like it's going to be one of the first things to break. Yeah. Five times. Yeah, yeah. Well, once it breaks the first time, it's going to break forever. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of this this one, though. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, we are going to talk about TT Combat, which is a company that we are a fan of. Have they released the Getting Tabled Wrestling Team for a Rumble Slam yet? No, no, they haven't. No, well, I'm very disappointed. Lewis, Hi, you've, Lewis. Been given, you've been given two weeks on this. Why isn't it done already? Come on, three-man team. <laughs> That's all you need. N- never, never mind the fact that, you know, half of this stuff was like six to 12 months in the making. We want our stuff that you've never said that you're going to do. Uh, immortalize us now. <laughs> you know that if that ever happens it's going to be very nasty and cruel like it's just it's not gonna it's gonna be a horrible insulting version of us if it's ever done which i don't think it will be but we can Are you hope anything less no that's my point no, yeah exactly all right so the flame that burns underwater is a very big mini that's coming out for carnivale so this is an alternate controller for this particular faction. So the Mother Hydra is one of the main things for this new particular group. So this is part of the Rashar, uh, but it's an alternate thing to worship, essentially. Um, it, it's 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 definitely not Ursula from The Little Mermaid. It's definitely not. I love everything to do with this. I really like this. Um, it's quite a sizable mini, too, by the look of it. I'm pretty sure that's a 50 mil base underneath it. It certainly looks like it's a 50 mil base to me. Yeah. Even if it's a standard size base, that's still a lot on that base. Oh yeah, it's huge. So, uh, and it's only 25 pound. Like this is it's essentially the same price as uh, in like the battle cruisers in um, Drop Fleet. Yeah, like that that's this. I'm suspecting that it's somewhere around here. Like it feels quite significant in the pictures. Well, here, let's, yeah, let's take a look at this other picture here. Um. Yeah, that looks like oh uh oh god, what's a what's a scale size to that? Just use inches. Uh, I, I was gonna say like a Robo Gilliman kind of size, like a, a Primark size kind of mini. Yeah, yeah, I could I could say that. 
Um, look, I know that there's people out there that will look at that mini and be able to tell you exactly what size it is. I'm not one of those people. I'm sorry. I've never been uh, very good at that. Uh, moving on, because otherwise we're going to be here forever, uh, to something that I think guarantees that that's a bigger base size because it's definitely bigger than these ones. These are standard base sizes. So I, I suspect, as I said earlier, the other ones are 50 mil. We've got these Serena characters, which look like younger daughters of the other one. Um, but one of them also looks like it's the girl from the ring crawling out from the TV. Um, she's definitely my favourite of the two. That's definitely it's, a fair assessment. Like, there is nothing... Like, this is... It's very clearly supposed to be the sirens. Uh, I mean, it even kind of gets referenced here in, like, about mm-hmm. sailors telling stories and stuff. Um, this is incredible. I love this. Uh, I mean, th- there's a very sexual nature to the poses because if they're sirens, you would expect them to be. But it's not too over the top. It it, it feels respectful at least. Um, and like, if you was to do this, it's like, yeah, I could totally see how people would fall for that because you only see what you want to see sometimes. Um, I love these two new things. I think they're gorgeous. Uh, again, totally not the girl from the ring is my favourite of the two. For sure. Um, and then next up for uh, Carnivale, we have uh, the Night's Watch. Yep. Um, this is... Wh- wh- why are they wearing, like, blues and stuff? I thought they were black. Well, it's not from that world. So this is <laughs> this is part of the City Guard, which are totally straight and honourable. They're, they're very, very nice. That's why they work with the Patricians, which are arguably the most corrupt faction in the entire game. Um, so not only is all of the citizens killing everybody for no reason, uh, the city guard are doing it as well. Uh, so this is a nice alternate friendly option that you can add to your forces. Um, I kind of like the fact that everybody is screwed up in this game. Like, nobody is redeemable. Everybody is horrible. Um, gorgeous. This is not the first time we've seen these. We did have these teased um already but they are actually out to to actually buy now like the other two um next up we have something else that was previewed so this was previewed around christmas time and i'm pretty sure that this is the one that we all said we wanted because cat's cool or at least these ones are uh i still love the genie i mean nothing has changed this is all the same stuff like we've got the cat genie we've got the flying carpet with the little kitty on it the rishas and then there's the other one that uh the catiator which is I don't remember seeing this one before, and... No, I don't... I believe this is the first time we've seen this. Uh, so, this is definitely not what Arnold Schwarzenegger would look like as a cat. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's 100% a reference to Terminator. That's the Catiator. Uh, I was thinking Gladiator. Oh, uh, actually, yeah. I could, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, fine. S- sorry to crush your little hopes and dreams there, Bruce. Oh, no, I just I was looking at. Oh no, it's not a metal army. He's got it covered in chainmail. Okay, yeah, no, it's a it's a gladiator. Fine, fine. So those last two are on pre-order for the eleventh of February. Uh, the other ones are on order, and you can buy now, which is nice. They've also got side clippers because side clippers. Uh, TT Combat have a lot of really nice things coming up. Uh, the fact that the Serena's and the flame that burns underneath coming out says to me that we're probably looking at only a week or two before uh, Blood in the Water hits because that's where these things come from. So that book is obviously very close. Next up, moving across to Traders Galaxy. So they've got a new game that's up for pre-order. We have known that this was coming for a while. So Traders Galaxy is the people that do the Bot Wars game that we've spoken about a few times. Uh, this is an air combat game. 
This is based on a hex grid system. And this is actually... Yep. This is actually played on a 51cm by 51cm board. So it's the size of a Monopoly board. So this is very much tabletop gaming, coffee table gaming. Very simple, very straightforward. Um, I will definitely be getting a copy of this in. I've already pre-ordered it. This particular box set comes with a fleet from the Democracy, which is the Jets and the flying cars that you see in the fourth picture across. And we get an Atlantean Atlantican fleet as well, which is the other more alien-y type ships on the right there. Um, love these minis. The, the jets, I really like. Um, I think they're really gorgeous, those jets. Um, well, definitely. One of the jets is, a, is an A-10. The other one's an SR-71 Blackbird. The other one looks like it was lifted from Cobra's uh, helicopter fleet. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. <laughs> well, the, the democracy are definitely not GRJ, and Coils is definitely not Cobra. Another so. one looks like an F-14 that's been merged with an F-16's F- tail, because it doesn't have twin tails. Like an well, F-15, F-14 most, most of that stuff is um, based on... Like, all of the GRJ stuff is based loosely on real military. That was kind of the point. The, um, the first, the first run of stuff was. After that, it was just like, check out this crazy crap we just came up with in the back room while we were drunk. This, this guy's riding around the ground on a saw blade because, of course, he is. Never mind the fact that it doesn't make any sense and he'd kill all his own troops. Um, so yeah, you're getting all of that stuff. Uh, they've kind of hinted at the like the Barracuda and like, the, the the extra stuff. Plus, you get your dice and everything that you need to play. However, if you pre-order before the 7th of February, so at time of recording, you still have a day and a half to go, you will also get the stat cards for all of your Valiants, Coils, and Deceivers stuff. Uh, And you'll get an extra Plastic Starfighter. It is an alternate version. Sorry, an, an alt mode of the Starfighter Mini. And you get a Plastic Cadmia. Because this is the other thing I haven't mentioned yet. All of the stuff that's coming in, this is plastic. This is not resin, which is a first for the company. Um, they did a preview of a character that's being released in plastic last week, which sold out pretty much immediately because it was a very limited... I think there was like 7 or 15 or something available. They're all gone. Uh, one of the people from our gaming group got one and was very impressed by it. So definitely a good start. I'll be looking forward to having a look at this stuff for myself because, obviously, plastic is always going to be a preferable thing in my eyes. Um, Hopefully, it turns out to be as good as I think it's going to be. I I really like the fact that this is a small game. Like, Bushido's already a small game at two foot by two foot. This is a Monopoly-sized board. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays. Which is nice. Yeah. Easy to travel around with. Yeah. It should have a very similar feel play-wise to Bot War, if you're already familiar with that game. Uh, but obviously it works on a hex grid system, which is going to change things significantly. Moving on! Uh, 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 Corvus Belly and, um, uh, what's that? Uh, Infinity, yeah. I, yes. God, well I, you can't say words, I can't think of words. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we've looked at Infinity so I thought having a look at their upcoming stuff would actually be interesting um, there's quite a few things in here Like I've just opened up the main page of incoming stuff at the moment uh, but we've got stuff coming for pretty much everybody which is not insanely unusual the first one that really caught my idea sorry, that caught my eye 
was the Shaolin Warrior Monk coming on the 25th of February because that's just insanely gorgeous. Like, seriously, that's gorgeous. Yeah, I. that's yeah. what I was also just looking at, too, was the Shaolin Monk one. Um, that was the second one I looked at after the uh, uh, Mal- Malagos... Malingos Hacker? Malingos? The Hacker one? Yep, yeah, the, second, the second one, yeah. This looks like it must be for the alien faction. Interesting that it doesn't actually tell us. Description. We, oh, yeah, it's combined army. Okay, yep. Yeah, it's for the combined army, which is what I was expecting. So, I mean, per usual, um, it's it's Infinity. Their yeah. minis just look absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're pretty good. All of, well, most of their stuff is metal. Mm-hmm. Um they do actually have like lugs and stuff on them so that it's a little easier to build them and hold them together. Um, but it's still metal. And in the case of the female minis, the parts can be quite small. So you, you probably want to be going to them with some tweezers when you're building them. Um, just take your time and don't rush with these ones. You don't really need to pin them. It's more just they're fiddly because they're so tiny. So yeah, if you're the I- sort of person that gets annoyed by building metal miniatures and having them fall apart all the time. Not that I'm going to point fingers at anybody that gets annoyed at that. Did you say you as well, Socks? Yes. Did you just flip off the camera? No. Okay, there, the way you held your finger up, it was like... <laughs> I was pointing at myself. That was the joke. I think he's talking about me. Socks. He's over there on the other side of George. <laughs> uh, this stuff is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, obviously, as always, we're going to share the links so that you can have a look at everything. The two action packs, the Yu Jing and the Pan Oceana action packs, are for Code 1. So these are like, if you're buying into the game for the first time, this is just like a, a, a big starter set, essentially. Um, so, yeah, really good looking stuff there. But I'm going to move on, because otherwise we're going to be here forever. Wild West Exodus. Yep. So, these are stuff that we saw inside the starter box. The new starter box that we covered a couple of weeks ago. We have an unboxing for it that you can have a look at. Uh, And you can now buy them separately. So if you want to have more than just comes in the starter box. Or maybe you don't want to buy the starter box. You just want one of the factions. You're now starting to get an alternate way to buy them. Which is quite nice. Uh, My advice would be as if you wanted one of the factions. Somebody to fund. Somebody to split it with. Because buying the starter box is obviously going to be a cheaper way to do it. Are you... I'm guessing you like the sound... The, the look of them there, George? No, because you're going... <gasps> no, I looked at something else, uh, you know, like looking ahead and getting ready, and, and I, I was I was shocked aghast by something. Ah. Would it be 3D-wise? We'll, we'll get to that. Um, These are pretty cool. I love the, the unicycle tank thing. That's, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, um, yeah I, I really like this stuff. Um, it's really nice and detailed on the sprues too, because I've seen this in person. Um, the sprues for these are magnificent. Uh, the spiders are obviously cool as well. Um, yeah, they've really outdone themselves with all of this stuff. Oh, hey, I just found the zoom button. Well done, George. I don't usually zoom in on a lot of stuff because my monitor is still fairly huge as it is, so it's like things already look big. I don't need to zoom them typically. Docs, do you like the Spider-Man or the Unicycle Man? Lean towards the Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah. I do like I do like them both. I agree with George, but yeah, the Spider-Man is my favorite. Moving on to the one that I think George might have been looking ahead on. No, obviously not. Yes. Yes. It is. The okay. Yeah. So this particular terrain, uh, this is 3D printable terrain made by uh Tide World Studio. 
Now, for those that are not fully aware of who these people are, they're based in Melbourne, Australia. The man behind this is one of the people that designs the kits for Knights of Dice, which we've covered a couple of times, but I suspect that you're both going to glass over that name. Um, so the person that's designing this has quite a good, well-maintained history of producing some really nice stuff, which is Scott. Um, first thing I love about this, I've never seen anybody make terrain that's specifically designed to be in the clouds, but also... It totally works as not being in the clouds. This is yeah. just incredible. Um, he's clearly done something that he needed or wanted. Uh, and he's obviously saw... I, I haven't spoken to Scott, but clearly he's seen a gap in the market that nobody else was doing. And he's went, I could do something there. So the, the, what made me go, when I first saw it was the Caldron Overlords for Age of Sigmar. Yes. The steampunk dwarves that were like really cool, like it's so close to squats, but it's not quite squats. Yeah, and, and this is without it's saying this is it's not perfect for them. It's made for them. I mm -hmm. mean, this is the same like uh, uh, if you go down one to third picture in the back, you can kind of have the little platform thing with the dwarf face built into it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. front of the chips for the Calderon Overlords. This is absolutely perfect for them. Like, if someone's got an army and they need to do a display board, you know, to take to a tournament or something like that, this is worth what uh, the $300 backing to get the kit. And, and then, you know, well, the $300 kit, the $300 one is if you want to sell it, you're actually only paying 60 bucks for this. Oh, and this okay. is Australian dollars too, so it's even cheaper for you. Yeah, so, well, I don't have a 3D printer yet. Well, with the money that oh. you're saving from the 300 you thought you were paying, you can buy one. <laughs> yeah, um, oh my goodness. Uh, I'll send money to JP and ask him to print stuff for you. Okay, right. Um, yeah, I just saw, like, the little, um, uh, cask barrels with the dwarven head on it. Stuff's yeah. gorgeous. Uh, I really, really like the lighthouse. That's Probably my favorite from this. That, that, that's what I'm talking about is the lighthouse, you know, where it's got yeah. that face. Yeah. Yeah. God's really outdone it. I had no idea that he was even working on this because uh, I follow Knights of Dice, obviously, because that's how I get their stuff together. Also, I own a whole heap of their stuff. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he's come across a really good design. But given that he normally works with MDF and now he's working with something designed for 3D printers. It's a very different design space, and he seems like he's just gone to it naturally. Yeah. So I, I just scrolled down. Uh, the platforms are designed to be modular. Yep. Yeah, they're designed yeah. to work with the open lock system, uh, so they'll be compatible with quite a few things that use that system, actually. There's like, I want to say, four different clip things that you can find terrain that you, to use. Uh, open lock is one of the more popular ones. Um, I really, really like what he's done with this. It's really good. Um, and I like the fact that he's in the pictures for all of the things. He's actually said what sort of printer they're designed for. So the pipeline, for example, is designed specifically for FDM printers, uh, whereas the air refueling dock is designed for FDM and resin printers. Um, if you was having one or the other and it's not there, you would have obviously have to get it supported and so forth. And that's going to be a little bit more. You, you probably want to have both types of printers for this. 
it would make more sense. Um, which means if I want to buy this, then I would need to get my FDM printer running because it's not running yet still. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I think he's done. And these buildings are pretty big. If you scroll down even more, you see some scale comparisons with some actual miniatures, and these are pr some pretty good-sized buildings. I've got to find the picture that you're referring to. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, you know, yeah, these are huge. These are, these are pretty big. Yeah, he's done really, really well. Um, yeah. and, and obviously, as you can see, he's doing very well on the Kickstarter as well. He's unlocking stuff. Like, he's already on 24000 and he was only asking for three and a half. So, And we're not even a week in. He's doing very well. Yeah, there's still 24 months to go. <laughs> Moving on to, realistically, a company that I could probably cover in aiming for the indie at some point. Although, there, I would argue how small this company is. They definitely started very small. Uh, okay, game Gamers Grass have some plants coming out. They're calling them laser plants, which is clearly how they're being cut. Uh, but this is the most, like, seriously, th this is the most in-depth looking also, set I've seen in a long while. Yeah. Like... You've got normal, you've got normal cane and so forth. You've got all of this sort of stuff: banana tree, elephant ear. They've given them all their own names. You got normal bracken, but then you've got things like the alien fly trap and stuff. Like this stuff is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's been designed to work specifically with their things. Obviously, it all comes pre-painted and coloured. So this is printed and then cut after it's been done. Uh, so then all you need to do is peel it out and then shape it to the size that you want. Like you're, you're bending it with your tweezers, you're rolling it around your pens. You just, this just really works. Um, I think this is a must for anybody that's buying terrain. This is just gorgeous. Or and the or fact that put some stuff is flocking, kind of like flocking or basing material on your miniatures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't this... look like it's very hard to use. It's, it just, this works. George has some criticism, I'm guessing. No, no, no. I'm I'm watching the little video because I was a little curious. Like, I, I was trying to feel like, is it a plastic or a metal? Or and it looks like the way they're bending in its holy shape. It looks like it's a metal. Uh, I have a feeling that because that also talks a little bit further down about how it has steel strength. So I believe it must be very, very thin metal. Uh, I'm wondering if they actually say at any point. Um. Because you can't really print on metal. Maybe there's just metal inside of it. Oh, like a, a metal, and then it's like a what's it called? Um, like a uh, plastic, you know, coating. Yeah, that's, right. been, that's been bonded to it. Um, this is, I mean, for, for like, I, I'm I'm gonna go the 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 way of Mel here for like your you know the the terrain that you plop down the table and you play with all the time. I wouldn't use something like this. But for the display board where you're showcasing your army or, you know, you're setting up to store kind of thing, you know, so it looks good. This is, yeah, this is some great stuff here. Um, the the Catch Can uh, Jungle Fighters, if you were to do like, you know, display board with those guys, you're, like half your display board needs to be this stuff right here. Yeah. Um, it would work very well on bases as well. Um, if it really is as strong as the saying it is, then you could probably get away with it on regular terrain. But I would be saying personal terrain, not the club's terrain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I think they've outdone themselves with this. Moving on to semantic stuff. And now as my housemate walks past me, I'm going to look at him and go, hey, we're talking about the salamander ships. <laughs> um, okay. 
Truth be told, I probably should have covered this in last episode, but I left it because I forgot. So, the salamanders are lizard people, because of course they are. Um, they're very much fire lizard people. Uh, this is the fleet that my housemate's been wanting to get, hence why I teased him as he walked past the door. Is it this uh, the group of people that Mark Zuckerberg's from? Possibly. It might be. Although I don't think that's... I actually think you're insulting the salamanders there. Um, okay, so looking at this, the real world design, obviously, this is very clearly coming from junks and Chinese boats, and mm. it's definitely themed on that area of the world. Uh, look, I mean, everything's got to be inspired by something, but I like the fact that somebody's actually going there, to be honest, because it's not really something that you see in boat design very much. It kind of uh, gets ignored. Yeah. You can call the sails junk, but the the rest of it is not. It's not a junk. It's a. It's more of a galleon type. It's a junk, and yeah, it's. But it's that's where it's inspired by. Yeah, it's it's very much like those dragons are very Chinese Oriental dragons. Uh, the sails are more junk. I I really like how these look. I, I they do really look really do. I do. Yeah, I do look good with all the, the cannons sticking out on the sides too. Yeah, you. Go down and we get to the, the flyers pack and that's those are pretty cool too yep yeah and no, i i am a big fan of the flyers um they've released everything at once which is good i think in the flyers i love the double winged one uh i like them both but the double winged one is a very new idea i haven't seen anybody do that before so we've got a starter fleet that comes with one tyrant class one jakul rook i don't know how to say it and one Commandant. Um, I don't know exactly which one is which. In the booster fleet... Wait, hang on. So, in the starter fleet, you're getting three ships. One big one and two smaller ones. In the booster fleet, you're getting... One, two, three, four, five, six boats. But most of them are tiny ones. Uh, so, you got two medium-sized ships and then four tiny ships. Uh... And then the Drake is just huge. So this is the equivalent of the really big monolith that I had for my Empire of Dust. Um, and honestly, probably my favourite of them. Uh, which is the way that it should be, really. The last one is probably the one that's more interesting to talk about. Because, I mean, just looking at it, it's just like, like yeah, it's resin... It's it's flying stuff for dwarves. Why are we so excited, Bruce? Uh, but because it's dwarves. Well, that's not just that. We covered the dwarves when they were first teased, um, and we kind of had come because they had this like aeroplane with teeth on the front of it, which mm -hmm. we were kind of like that doesn't feel very dwarven. It kind of felt more orcish or or evil dwarven. Um, and apparently, we weren't the only ones that said this. Apparently, everybody hated them. So they went completely back to the drawing board and they've come out with new flyers to replace them. And, and they are completely different and they feel very dwarven. Um, you know what? I like that because, I mean, they don't have to do that. It's cost them money to do it, obviously. But if your community has turned around and all said, we really don't like that, you'd be silly not to listen to them. Not pointing any fingers at companies that tend to do that on a monthly basis. Um, I really like what they've done here. Yeah, I like how on the, the bottom part of the blimp, the front part looks like a helmet. Yeah. You can kind of see the, the isolates for the helmet and face mask. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Front, the ships front. have that design as well, which is good. On the picture, if you click on dwarves and go back one page, 
you will actually see pictures of the boats and they will all have a, a similar idea to their design yep. on the front of them. Um, yeah, that like as I said, they've, they've really, really done well here. But Mantic had this reputation for a very long time of having very cheap and nasty-looking miniatures, and they haven't been that company for five or six years at this point. And I really think there's a huge part of the community that just has no idea because they just dismiss everything because it's Mantic. Uh, Mantic are genuinely one of the best companies out there right now with a very huge range of games. Um, well worth having a look at. Um, shall we discuss an indie, perhaps? Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. So, this week, this fortnight, we're going to have a look at Sigmund Games, which is the company that I was going to look at last episode until I found that Terrain one at the last minute. Now, this is a company that do resin miniatures. They also have a couple of games of their own. Uh, for the moment, I'm just going to have a look at the Battle of Valor because it's a big box set with lots of stuff in it. Um... But I want to look at some closer pictures. Why is there no closer pictures? Well, that's annoying. Fine. I won't look at Battle for Valor then. Uh, th well, I will. Very quickly. Uh, th this is an actual core box set. You do have quite a few minis here that I can't look at any closer. They do appear like they're all resin. There's a really cool looking griffin there in the middle of it. Facing against some... See, this is really annoying. I wanted to look at it, and maybe if I do this and look at the video. No, okay, fine. I re anyway, these guys do have some really cool-looking stuff. I'm going to go into the actual store, and we're going to look at some actual resin miniatures. So I'm going to open up the Marsh Frog Raiders, because these are goblins riding around on the battlefield on giant toads. They call them frogs, but I'm sorry, they're toads, and they're very clearly evil toads because they have horns and stuff. I love everything to do with these minis. They are just so gross and so cool. Th like, this this one is spitting out half-eaten skulls and crap and... Skeletons. Like there, there's a few things that are very goblin-y, and riding around on a toad that's been eating things sounds very goblin-y to me. Uh, like, it's covered in warts and stuff. It's like, that's the only criticism that I have is why are you calling them marsh toad, marsh frogs when they're very clearly toads? Like there's nothing frog-like about them. They are very clearly toads. Um, you can buy them in a set like that. You'll actually notice that you can buy the the frogs separately as well as the riders, but you can also buy the actual creatures separately as well. Uh, there's quite a big range here. A little bit further down, you've got. Darnosh the Varantor rider that's riding on like a dinosaur dragon looking thing. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. It's an orc, sorry, not a, not, not a goblin. But this is, again, absolutely stunning. Very, very characterful. Like it's, it's a little bit cartoony, but I don't have a problem with that because it's not going cartoony in the in the giant head and no detail kind of way. It's just cartoony where it feels like it's come from a cartoon. Uh, this is something that I could very easily see people doing up in that style and just making it feel like it's a Saturday morning cartoon. That particular mini is 85mm tall. It's actually quite tall. So that's that's not bad. Uh, yeah. The one next to it, the, the Bagdu flame arrow, is quite cool too. So like, th there's a goblin in front balancing a giant crossbow for, for an orc behind him. <laughs> very proud of his job, obviously. Yeah, so I was just looking. So if you go to the, you know, if you're on the main page and you scroll down, and if you just look at some of the featured products there, yeah, like some of those look really great. Like the uh, the plague doctor. I don't know if that's what's showing up for you. 
Now, are you on just the actual straightsignumgames.com or are you in the store? Uh, Signumgames.com, and then you scroll down to okay. featured products. Just so I can actually see where you are. Latest news. Featured products. Okay. Like you got the witch, oh, the White Witch Hunter there is the first one, and the Plague Doctor. Um, and the, the White Witch Hunter is definitely not inspired by anything. No, no, it's no, definitely. No. It's definitely not uh, Harry uh, Cavill. Um, no, or Harry Cavill. The, the one that I think is also kind of cool is all the way to the right, the Wandering Sorcerer. Yeah. Yep. That's just like, that's a classic wizard look right there. The big pointy hat and the staff of smoke and the familiar. And hey, he's adventuring. So he's going to have a sword too because, you know, you got to poke yep. him with the pointy end. Um, I, I like the fact that they've gone for a traditional looking wizard, but it doesn't feel like it's ripping off Gandalf. Like, there's nothing Gandalf about this at all. Even though, like, this should be Gandalf in every way, sense, or form. It's a wizard with a pointy hat, a staff, and a sword. But nothing about this feels like Gandalf at all. And I really like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny you mentioned that, because the first thing that popped in my head when I kind of looked at that was, you know, this reminds me of Elminster. I'm not familiar with who that is. Uh, Elminster the Mage from the Forgotten Realms, chosen of Mistra, the Goddess of Magic. Okay. The, the whole there's a whole there's a Forgotten Realms book series you know where he's the main character like uh you know Drizzt and stuff like that Elminster he's he's a he's a pretty big uh, uh, Forgotten Realms character I don't read a lot of the lore in Forgotten Realms but yeah no that would make sense so um the other one that's coming up in what you were looking at is the Devourer of Worlds which is just below the Witch Doctor not Witch Doctor the the, the um the Plague Doctor. Doctor. Which is a hideous looking, cartoony looking demon. It's a two headed demon, too. I love the runes around it and these screaming faces that look like they're souls that have been trapped inside his armor. Like, that's just all kinds of creepy, and I love everything to do with it. You know, it's, know, it's, it's a three headed demon. I it's thought that was just armor, but it's another head. It's 80 millimeters tall. Yep, so it's. About the same size as the other one that we were looking at a minute ago. So it's for about... 18, 18 euro. Yeah, bad price. That's except for size. I think you, this would make a pretty good stand-in. Like just just the 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 shape and feel of it. This could be a good stand-in for an Oni and Bushido. Yeah, or a Demon Prince in forty k. That could be a Demon Prince in forty k. Yeah. Uh good looking stuff. Um, yeah, they've got a whole they've got a whole giant section on. 3D printable stuff as well. So you don't actually have to buy the minis. You can just buy the STLs and print them out, out yourself. Uh, so under the our games, they do have rule sets for everything that you're looking at. There's a lot of stuff here, obviously, we haven't looked at. The Cursed Forest, uh, the Kitsune Clan. Like, there is a lot of stuff there that we haven't that we haven't looked at, but I came across this randomly quite a few months ago now, and it's kind of been on the list to talk about for a while. Um... This is kind of a company that's grown from Kickstarter, and obviously they've done very well by the look of everything that they've got here now. Um, I definitely would recommend checking them out. They're quite gorgeous. Yeah. Um, well, the, they're minis, huh? There, there's definitely a lot of stuff. Like, there's I don't know where to find it specifically to guide you to it, but there's some. There, there's a couple of minis. Uh, straight up look like a Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero-ish from uh, Mortal Kombat. Ooh. If if you scroll if you so th this is the way I found them. Uh, if you go back up to the top of uh, sigmundgames.com, yeah, and it's the second the second image in the the scrolling banner thing at the top. Oh, you, you got the mimic chest and everything. But look at that. Yeah, totally, it's not scorpion. Oh, I need to own this. 
Oh, I really like this. It's definitely not Scorpion. It's definitely not Sub-Zero. And it's definitely not Katana. Uh, you know what the best part is? If you order it right now, it's only 20 euro for all three. Oh, I love this so much. Why is there not a Mortal Kombat board game? There is a Street Fighter one coming out. Yes, we covered it like a year yes. and a half ago. Yes. Uh, that, that should be com- That should be very close now. It, uh, from what I understand, uh, my game local game store is very getting getting excited for it. So I'm not sure when, but I'll I'll keep my eyes out on the. Uh, the I remember the miniatures look gorgeous. I don't know what they yeah. look like in their finished product, but the the prototypes on the Kickstarter page looked stunning. Why is there not a Mortal Kombat board game? Like it wouldn't work as a tabletop game, not even as a skirmish game. But why is there not a Mortal Kombat board game? Like, there's Mortal Kombat everything else. With the success in the movie and that's... Uh, like, I mean, they have every other franchise. Why has Simon not bought that one too? Uh, it could be a rights thing. I mean, you know... But, well, unless somebody has done it and... Uh, unless somebody has picked it up and they haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I mean, that, there's that possibility. Maybe when the, the Kickstarter for the Street Fighter game hits, someone's just like, I gotta go get the rights for Mortal Kombat. And they're still sitting on it, waiting to see exactly how the the street fighter game is and like okay you know what worked what didn't work kind of thing and you know go from there just as like you know throwing it out there yep um so straight off the top of my head the way that i would design it would be i would steal things from super fantasy brawl and i would go that way where it's individual characters and maybe you control somewhere between one and three uh and you're fighting like you're literally fighting in an arena like that just feels very Mortal Kombat to me. Um, okay, shall we discuss some hobby? Huh? What have you been up to, George? Uh, I've been I've been up to uh, getting boxes in the mail. Oh, nice. I've got a few of those too. So this is... Which one is it again? This is the bolt, bolster drop site. You two talk about your hobby stuff, and then I will run back in in a minute, because I have to make a very quick trip to a small room at the back of the house. And then I got oh, this got, one. You got Main Street, huh? I, I Yeah, I just... I, I couldn't not get it for some reason. It just... there's. It, it does look nice. I, I absolutely agree. It, it, I don't know what my draw or obsession is with it, but like all this Wild West stuff, like the terrain and everything, it looks so amazing. I have no game system that, you know, needs it, but I just but want, want it. it. <laughs> I want it so bad. Yeah, and then I got this box. Um, that looks like a flight recorder off of an airplane. What are you doing with that box? Uh... <laughs> It's it's actually tape covering the box. Like every inch of the box has been taped. Uh, that is my emperor and not uh uh oh what's his name Lionel Johnson. Okay. So uh, I, I've I've been getting stuff in the mail. Um, things I've been working from home more, trying to get my home office ready for my new job when I just work from home. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm trying to get that all set up and ready because that's as of April that's a thing. Um, yeah. Look, we'll looking forward to that actually. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I Bruce. Had a piece of the- yeah, exactly. He got a flight recorder from an airplane, crashed airplane. I don't know why he has that box. <laughs> Are we supposed to know what this is? No. Are we supposed to be guessing what it is? Are we that going is, to yeah. be told what this is? That is yeah. my show 
Austin one and not Lionel Johnson. Ah, you've been waiting on those for a good month and a half. Okay, yep, good point. Uh, since October is when I ordered them. Nice. Have you so, discussed what you've been up to, Socks? No, I haven't yet. So, referencing Clone Wars and the most recent episode of Book of Fett. Which I haven't seen. Which you haven't seen. He's probably one of the most sinister characters in both of them. And so, primed Cad Bane. Uh, so, we'll be putting some paint on him tomorrow. And then the BX Commando droids are prime them as well. So we'll be getting some paint on them as well. I, for, I forgot to tag you and her set it to your socks, but I saw a great meme. It's Cad Bane saying, you need to keep your nose out of things. And then you got Force Cup. But Cad Bane, you ain't got no nose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'll be painting those guys tomorrow. So hopefully I have some pictures and, and stuff. Oh, I can actually use the lights you gave me. You sent me, Bruce. Awesome. Yeah. Real quick, Bruce. You, you you have to see it. So he brought he brought Main Street. It's the it's the set that I wanted and didn't buy. Yeah, because I the wanted other the one. other one. I bought the other one more. <laughs> I mean, I wanted the other one more. What about you, Bruce? I've I've received a few things in the mail. One of which is something that you two were very jealous of because the moment I told you that I was getting oh, yeah. this, your reaction was, "Does it have to be you?" <laughs> Um, not only, I, there is a box, sorry, there is a video of me unboxing this that'll come out on Monday. Um, so this is the Congo Battle Fleet for Dystopian Wars, a game that we've been talking about and I think universally interested in from day one, because we've all been very, very tempted by it. Uh, my main holdout was, honestly, I don't know which fleet I want and I want to wait to, I wanted to wait to see more releases before I made a decision. My decision got made before me because on tabletop, yes, that on tabletop, Beast of War, uh, offered to send us this to do an unboxing. Um, I was that to you, not us. You. Yes. <laughs> but us as a whole. I get it. This was sent to me for free, by free, because yes, that's her name, um, from on tabletop, <laughs> and I was very, very happy. Um, the moment I showed them the picture, they were like, uh, you might want to look at that. I think it might be a scam. And I'm like, no, I know exactly who this is. <laughs> um, well, I remember seeing the, the, the picture of the box that you sent. Yep. Yeah, Holy crap, like... Australian mail. Focus. Okay, don't focus. Fine, stuff you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is the Congo Battle Fleet. This is part of the Empire. This is a sci-fi version of the Japanese fleet in the game. All right, so a little bit of a technical glitch there. Uh, I had to restart the video stuff and fix up the audio before it went too far. Um, I just discovered this game, and then, like, you know, they're going out, and, you know, now they're back. And, and what I liked about it was there's the air portion, the sea portion, the, the, the ground portion of this. Like, it was an all-encompassing game. You know, it, it had all of it. Yeah. And, and whatnot. So, I, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, like, you know, are they going to go past that? Are they going to get into the land aspect? Are they going to get back to the air part of it? You know? Well, the air part of it's kind of a given since, you know, some of the stuff for the game right now has air tokens. So yes. Um, my understand, because I never played the original, I can only judge on what people had told me about the game, was that one of the struggles with the game was... The ground portion and the sea portion didn't really mesh very well, so it ended up becoming two, separate two different versions of the same game. They never really mixed at all, uh, which wasn't deliberately part of the design. I suspect that's one of the reasons why we haven't seen anything yet, because 
if they're going to go in the way of trying to mix it, they need to figure out a way of doing it that's going to make sense. Um, but I don't know. I'm only going on what I've heard about the previous version. Because if they were going to mix it all together again, they would need to fix that problem. Or just yeah. say, stuff it, we're just going to have two versions of the same game, which is fine. Um, but it does kind of split the player base a little bit if you're going to do that. Yeah. The, the other thing I remember, too, when I was watching a little bit of a walkthrough is the rule set back then was beyond complicated. Holy cow. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan. These, so, can, be, these can be swapped out for missile turrets because... You magnetize those or... You, you, could, you can magnetize them very, very easily. Uh, is, is, I probably will. How, how big is that compared to the smallest ship that comes in that box? Um... Because that's the other thing that's been hard to see, too, is, you know, like, how big are these? Yeah, I guess that's not too terribly small. I mean, that's no smaller than some of the tanks for Drop Zone. So, this is about the size of some of the... Uh, not the cruisers, the other one, the, the, the small ones. Frigates? So, yeah, that's, that's about the... Yeah, because it's... Well, it's literally a frigate. Um, and then, yeah, that's... That's the size of a battleship, yeah. That's so, it's, it's the equivalent of what you expect them to be. That's a nice size. See, and that was the other issue I was having, too, with, you know, the stuff that, you know, we're seeing on their site and everything. Like, how big is this stuff? Like, what what is the size of it? Yeah. Yeah, because some of the photos are, it's hard to tell the scale in some of those photos. I don't touch on this in the video, but build-wise, this reminds me of those original drop fleet models a lot. Because you can build several different types of boats from this sprue. Yeah. Exactly the same. And it doesn't really make it obvious that you could. So you've got two different versions of this here, one of which has one gun, one of which has two, and then there's, like, different designs. The back portion here, underneath the little building, there's different sizes of that as well. Um, so, for example, they're both built from the same sprue. It, it reminds me of those models a lot. I didn't touch on that in the review because it wasn't really... Because unless you were a drop zone person, a drop fleet person, then who you wouldn't really understand why I was making a big deal of it. Uh, but they've they've done that, and I would argue that they've probably taken it a step further. Because in drop fleet, it's fairly obvious that most of them are sharing the same parts. It's not quite so obvious in this. It's hidden fairly well. The only thing I would say as a negative is I kind of wish that I had bases for things. Um, not that it matters, but it just. I don't know. I would like that to be more than hollow. That's that's really the only negative that I could say. They, they don't have. There's no basing for like a battleship base or anything like that. No, no, that's just the ships, which is the way that most of those sort of games go. Honestly, Warlord Games is actually starting to bring. So they have Victory at Sea, and they have their ships on an actual base now. Let me find some real quick. Hang on. Well, they use the Black Sails rules, don't they? Uh, that's Victory at Sea is World War Two. Hang on one second. So, Armada uses bases as well, but it's because they use the Black Sails rules, um, and the, the actual base is used in the measuring templates, where it's not on this, so. It's good to see he keeps his uh, uh, games and not bodies in that closet. <laughs> uh, oh, and I've just realised I was wrong. The smallest thing in the box is this little robot squid thing, which is not a ship. Oh, it's a little wee tiny thing. I can barely, barely see it. This was the most hard thing to build that I've ever done because it's one piece and I just had to cut it out. It was so hard. It sounds difficult. Yeah. It was how so did, hard. That's what she said. How did you even manage? 
it, it was difficult. I, it, it, I mean, it's not it's not Malifaux levels of difficult, but uh, I had to persevere. <laughs> I had to push through. It was very difficult, but I managed to make it. No, I look. Not to give the, I was very impressed by this. Uh, it, was, it was a really, really nice kit. Uh, that is largely one piece. It's just the guns that you had to add. So yeah. So that's the USS Missouri, and this is that comes <sighs> everything. The, that, oh, ship is, that ship is on the base itself. So. That base does it come with the, the the wave sculpted into it? Yes, it does. Oh, nice. So that's that's a battleship. What and is that base resin or? It's a, it's a resin. Yep, and that's a. A destroyer, so as you can kind of see the scale size. Yeah, it's about the same. Yeah, so just not as tall. A aircraft carrier. So yeah, that the, the, you might be able to find some uh, some bases out there. I, I just don't. Th I don't think it'll work with the actual rule set. I think that's the reason why they don't have bases. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of touching on that while you were looking for things. Gotcha. I could be wrong, but so I don't know. I I, I think just like even just having something for it to sit on and have something to grab onto instead of the mini itself. I think is you know, like, I understand, like, you know, like, from the ship to ship. So you can just omit the base and just have, like, a base like like the Victory at Sea stuff, you know, where it's very obviously water and that's not part of the ship. Yeah. So. Um, with the... With these kits, I, I touched on the fact that, like, you can build several things from the one sprue. Uh, the one thing I probably will say is that you would need to buy several versions of those boxes because magnetizing the ships themselves if it's possible which i don't think it would be it would be very difficult um i it would be difficult enough that i would argue that researching is not even worth it uh, you would just be better off just buying two or three of the boxes and then building what you need uh, which would obviously mean spending time looking at the rules for the ships and then deciding what you want almost like everyone did with the kickstarter of drop fleet well that's what i ended up doing and then regretting it <laughs> yeah um but honestly, yeah, look, my review will be out on Monday uh, where I'll go through all of it. Uh, I actually do build the stuff in the video uh, in Fast Forward. Well, I build one of the ships in Fast Forward and then I show you the final results. Um, very impressed. Um, probably going to have to buy some more of it now. Which other, what other fleet are you going to get? Are you going to just all get Congo? Well, if I or was to... demo games. True. I mean, you could play out of one box, but you've only yeah, got you the could. small amount of ships. Um... And, I mean, if you was going to play it, you'd want to be able to have your options. Um, now that I've got this, that's probably where I would stay. Um, being able to demo games would be nice, but I don't know what the other ship is that I would buy, maybe. I don't know yet. At least the starter set of another fleet. That way you could just do a, a starter set. Yeah. Starter I do set like the, the Ice Maiden is a really nice looking ship, which was the, the one that shot ice and had ice all around it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got that in. Uh, I have been kind of unboxing and doing my... Carnivale stuff, which I touched on last time. I was going through my shelves last week and realised that there's several things that I own that I've never actually unboxed because I brought them at the time and didn't have time for them and I set them aside. So I have a box here of Drop Zone stuff that's never featured on camera. I have two boxes of monitors and I still don't rem I, I accidentally brought a second box. Um, so that's another thing that I haven't unboxed yet. I also had the the boarding cutters that i hadn't unboxed i have unboxed them now uh and there's something else but i don't remember what there was like five different items that i have owned for ages and never actually showed on the camera uh which i don't really know why i was just most of those purchases come before i really started trying to push the content 
on a regular basis, I suppose. So I guess it's good that I hadn't done it because I could still do an unboxing and actually feature them. Um, I also had two interviews this week. At the end of the Christmas episode, I said what my goals were for the year. One of those goals was to get four interviews done this year, uh, two of which were already uh, in the talks, and neither of which were the ones that have been featured this week. We had a talk with Platypus Industries, which is the board game that we featured last episode with the Drop Bears. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that. Um, I have a copy of his original game coming that I've purchased, along with a couple of teasers for Drop Bear. I have some resin versions of the, like some prototypes coming in of those Drop Bear minis that we really liked. Um, so they will arrive at some stage when Australia Post eventually does things. Uh, and the other one was I did an interview with the winner of the CanCon Bushido tournament that's done really, really well. It's got like 70-something views at this stage. Um, it's one of the more popular videos that we've uploaded this month. So that was the, the one that I was like, I really like the idea of this conversation, but I don't know how well it's going to go. And it's gone really well. So... That, nice. that one has done, like, five times better than the game developer one did. Views-wise, at least, anyway. Uh, not that I have regrets on either of them. They're both very good conversations. That you should definitely check out, if you haven't. Uh, yes. Deep talk? Well, I thought that's what George was holding his arm out for, but I could be wrong. I think so. No, apparently George sucks. What the heck? It played... Hang on a second here. Let me try that again. Oh, it's because... There we go. Something is going on. The soundboard is not working, but everything's still recording. I don't get it. Game talk! <laughs> um, Alright, this week we are returning to Drop Fleet Commander, and we are going to discuss Resistance. some Resistance. So this is going to be one of those ones where it's a little bit more... Ew, no, that's not what I want. I want And that. we're covering medium ships, and sorry, Resistance, but you only have two ships, so this is going to be quick for us. No, uh, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's very, very complicated. complicated. <laughs> I know that. So, okay. The reason that this is complicated is we're now getting into the stuff where you can essentially build your own ship. So, I'm going to start off. And one thing I have realized, and Lewis, I'm going to give you some feedback on the website here, um, because as I'm adding ships... So as I'm adding things to the ship, there's nowhere in the builder that allows me to remove those things, and there probably needs to be. Um, yeah, there is. And how? I couldn't get it. I had to go out and come back in again. All right. So I'm in the medium ship one, for example, and I'm adding the drive refit. Down and when you look underneath, it says, please select more hardpoint options. Right next to drive refit, there is... Ah! Okay. Sorry, Lewis. I'm wrong. I found it. Uh, okay. So... <laughs> Thanks, George. I'm going to start off talking about the base stats, and then we will start talking about these items one at a time. So, base stats we, for the... Sorry? We're just covering the, the actual cruiser and not the light cruiser? Uh, I'm just covering the cruiser for the moment. We'll go into the light cruiser next. Gotcha. Uh, oh, no, yeah, because we're only... Yeah, no, we're only covering the medium stuff. So, the resistance cruiser. Its base cost is 70 points. It comes with four hard points. And it's got a minimum of four. Uh, so you must have four things added onto this. These base stats will change as we add and remove things. Keep that in mind. Because as I said, this is going to get a little bit confusing if you don't follow along. Base stats. It's got a scan of four inches. It's got a signature of six inches. A thrust of seven. 
Hull of 10, armor is 5 plus, it's got 2 point defense, and it comes in groups of 1 to 2. It's medium tonnage, and it's special is that it has the subsystem network. Um, its base comes with NC3 missiles, which are a lock of 4 plus, attack of 2, 1 damage, front, side, and rear, because this is the close action. If I add the scanner array, which will cost you an additional 10 points, it increases the scan by 4 inches. So if I add this now on the video version, you'll see that the scan goes up to 8. Um, I'll continue through the structures, and then maybe you can go through the um, weapons, and then George can go through the turrets. Sounds good. Uh, if I add ablative armor, you gain the ablative armor special rule. It costs you 12 points. Uh, and the ablative armor is the one where um, it gives you extra armor, but only for so long until you take so much damage. And the drive refit increases the signature and its thrust by two inches. So this one comes with a little bit of a downside, uh, takes the thrust to nine and the signature to eight. For 10 uh, points. Yep, for 10 points. Sucks! All right, so with the resistance, as we know, they are kind of the hybrid between PHR and UCM in the sense that they have both broadsides or have the option to have both broadsides and turrets. Um, so with broadsides, you have you can get a maximum of two different types of broadsides for your ship. Um, so you can get the N31 hybrid gun bank for five points. If it's added to your ship, you have an attack value of four, da uh, damage of three, and then arc of arc one, side left. Um, that should probably be damage, no arc. Damage is already arc. there. Yeah, what up? My, something went weird. Lewis, you might want to look into this because that just changed all this. I don't understand that. what the arc is talking about either, quite frankly. I think, actually, I think what happened is when I clicked it, all the things shifted to the right. So it should be a four plus lock, three attack, one damage. Ah, yes. Yes. So, Lewis, you need to fix your, your the site, the build site. So, because the arcs are now all under special. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, you have a four plus lock, three damage, or three attack, one damage each. Uh, side left and side right. It is a linked one special. Um, so you can shoot both of those together for five points. You can get that. Yeah. Um, the you can get the N8 artillery cannon bank for five points as well. That is a five plus lock, four damage. Four attack, one damage. Uh, again, side left and side right. It is linked two and is low power as well. So you could have the hybrid gun as your linked one and the hybrid two or your artillery cannon is linked two and then low power. I can't remember what low power is. Either of you know? Uh, I can look it up while you're talking. I don't remember that one. And then you can get a NCT missile bank for eight points. Um, this is an additional close action that you can have as a linked three uh, special weapon as well. Three lock... D3 plus 2 attack, uh, 1 damage. Again, side left, side right. Um, and then another one is you can get some launches now, so you can add fighters and bombers for 10 points and with the launch value of 3, or you can get bulk landers and fire ship launches, uh, launch a value of 1 for the bulk lander and fire ship, and those are 10 points as well if you were to build a carrier in a sense like that. So those are your different types of broadsides. Again, you can have a maximum of 2 of those, so no more than 3. George, over to you for turrets. For turrets, we have the NC3 Missile Close Action, which is 4 plus on the attack, 2 damage each. Uh, arc of 1, specials front, side, and rear. Um, wait, okay, so the lock value is 4 plus, 2 attacks, 1 damage. Um, what the yeah, heck is not, the arc? 
Yeah, I just front side reared. Front side reared. Every, everything is shifted to the right. Welcome to the conversation from five minutes yeah. ago. No, yeah, well, I, no, I heard it. I just didn't see it until I was reading it. Um, and then, yeah, front side rear. Then you have the XN31 Master Aventure with fuselage of one for its special. So that goes all the way on the right. That is a two up lock, one attack, one damage with a front and side uh, arc. Then you have the N. Or yeah, the Ed Eleven Artillery Cannon Turret with uh, low power as its special rule. That is a four up lock, three attacks, one damage. That is also a front and side. Finally, you have the N Dash One Hundred Nine Bombardment Mortar Turret, which is a two up lock, two attack, one damage, front side rear. Um, so the the special rules that we covered. I'm going to start with the subsystem network that we have covered before. But it was quite a while ago. Uh, the subsystem network. Whenever a ship with this rule fires a weapon, it may also fire an additional weapon of the same type if it has one. That weapon still cannot fire twice during one turn. For example, if it has the special link rule. So you can G fire two weapons instead of one. But it can doesn't mean that you can use can that additional weapon twice. Can I, can I finish my last turret? Oh, sorry. <laughs> And then finally, there's the Vent Cannon Turret. That is a 3-up lock, D3 attacks, 1 damage each, front and side. This has the special rules of Unstable, OC, and Scald. OC well, Scald we know. Yes, Scald we do. OC is a... Uh, it's Overcharge. It's overcharge. overcharge. I was going to say it was a crappy show on uh, TV for a while. <laughs> Alright, so, starting with Low Power... Up to one low-power weapon, or multiple low-power weapons with the Link Special Rule, may be fired instead of close-action weapons, in addition to the weapons permitted by a ship's orders. A ship that is unable to use any of its weapon systems due to a special order may not use low-power weapons either. So you're getting an additional way of using these things if you're up close, basically. Overcharge... On a weapon-free special rule, an overcharged weapon or a group of overcharged weapons with the linked rule may double their damage value. If this is chosen, no other weapons other than close action ones may be fired by the ship that turn. Launch assets are still allowed to be um, deployed as normal. Was there another one? Oh, the Ablative Armor. We've touched on Ablative Armor before as well. Uh, a ship with Ablative Armor increases its armor by two points. So instead of 5 plus, it becomes 3 plus until it's crippled. Note that this bonus is lost for the rest of the game. So, there so you go. I think low power is kind of interesting. We'll, we'll just you know, take the uh, the N11 artillery cannon turret as, a, as an example of that, because that's a low power. It's a 4 block with 3 shots. So since it's a normal weapon system, it gets the scan and the signature and all that stuff for the shooting solution, not just the scan range. So you could take that as an option without going weapons free. So get two weapon systems to fire, but this is like a close action option that is um, a normal shooting solution. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, what I also find is interesting is someone besides the scourge has scald now. That is very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So um, per per the you know you have to be within you know close action range for that that scald. So um, I'm gonna right. do something here. I'm going to do something here. Let's see I if just this... realized something. I was reading from the Light Cruiser instead of the regular Cruiser. I was reading from the Light Cruiser too. 
It's still That's the same. okay. It's all the same, but the base stats are slightly different. So the light cruiser stats uh, is an inch of sorry, is a scan of four inches, signature of four inches, thrust of nine, so that's a little bit higher. It's got a hull of eight, which is lower, uh, and then everything else is the same. Group of two to three, uh, everything else is the same. Yep, the options for them are the same. How many, so, broad, how many hard points do you have for light cruisers? Oh, good point. Light cruisers uh, are three points. Three. Light cruisers, no, they're four hard points. L Resistance light cruiser is three points. Oh, the the yeah. cruiser cruiser. I see. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's another error. Uh, Lewis, on the front page under medium, the resistance cruiser shows up being called a cruiser cruiser. Not just that, but your points for your on the front page for your light cruiser is 120 points. When you're like in the actual build of the ship, it's 60 points. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Good point. So that's 60 points and 70 points for each, the light being the smaller one. Granted, so, your, minimum, your minimum grouping is two, so you're probably having to buy two to start with, so that's probably oh, going to have 120 points yeah, on there. Yeah, but that, yeah, that would be, be confusing why. to people that don't understand how the resistance work when they're building. Well, so, so, so here's a, here's another issue. Here's why I thought it was four hard points, because I put all four turrets on. Um, there's It doesn't stop you from adding turrets. I On the cruiser... Yes, I noticed that the, as well. The, the medium cruiser, I currently have one, two, three, four, five, six. I got seven XN31 mass drivers on it. <laughs> yeah, and it'll just let you add them forever. Um, okay, so for those of you that were not familiar with the resistance until now, now you'll understand why Lewis is asking why we hadn't covered these ships yet. And why we had always been leaving these until last, because these really do take a lot of explaining. They are a build your own. They are a build your own fleet solution, quite literally. Yeah, you, you really literally have to find the niche that you want to build and then build it that way. It's, it's yeah. one of the most one of the most easily magnetizable fleets out there too, because you can just yes. swap parts around. Yeah. Now that being said, the way the original um, cruiser sprues were built. I'm a little disappointed there's not this option for all the other fleets. Yeah. So, so well, here that, we are. That's literally where this idea came from. The community started building up that idea. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a discussion in the Hot LZ days. I remember that early, early on. Yes. Yeah. And it's also, some, it's also something we literally asked Lewis, and he said, yes, it came from our idea. Because this is an idea that we rose, and they went... Uh, yes, we're going to do that, but we're doing it for the resistance because it was a way of getting the resistance into the game. So, so, so here, here, here's here's why I'm saying this because I'm going to go look at a mothership real quick. Um, maybe. So George is or, about to try and make an argument as to why he needs more options. Therefore, George is wrong because the Shatari don't need any more options. The Shatari needs to be destroyed. Here we go, mothership. Um, so, uh, harpoon volley. Right, uh, it's four up, or not? That's the close action. Sorry, disruptors. It's a four up with six shots. That weapon is only available on motherships and the carriers. It's not available on any of the other cruisers or heavy cruisers. I mean, I wouldn't mind just having a plain old normal medium cruiser at whatever point values the medium cruisers are at with a couple of those on it because that's that's a lot. He's gonna, of dice. He's gonna make me repeat myself here. The Shaltari don't need any more help. They're already... There's a reason they're the most nerfed thing in the game. They're already overpowered. Leave them alone. I, I'm arguably talking about, like, get, wanting another option for their weakest weapon in the game. 
I, I suspect what will end up happening is that you will eventually get new ships that will do things like this. Yeah. That, that's kind of the whole point. If they do give it to everything, they'll never have to release another mini, and that's not a good thing. That, that is absolutely true. And Yeah, so um, I think it's finally about time that we, we talked about these Resisty ships. Um, I kind of like it. I mean, you, you can really, you know, go for your play style yeah. of what you want to do. There's a reason why the moment that these ships came out, they became very popular. Because it's kind of the thing that everybody... It's a build-your-own Lego set. It's what everybody wanted. Yeah, it's a plug-and-play Lego brick style. You get a base ship. Well, and even the the, uh, models themselves were kind of customizable, too. I mean, look at the the battle fleet or the dreadnought that the Resistance have. I mean, it's build this massive thing and yeah you put turrets all over the place or you just awesome. he did it right and he was actually able to build two dreadnoughts out of one kit oh nice so you want to talk about value for your money there apparently the the resisting one is so customizable if you do it right you can get two for the price of one that's nice nice i yeah. need to find this image obviously yeah um, it, was, it was it was a few months ago on the community page and i was like huh uh, but i mean it makes sense though so i mean I mean, technically, if you go through a magnetize and whatnot, you know, you can get both versions of your dreadnought with one kit. But this guy built two dreadnoughts out of one kit. So, yeah. so for those of you out there that are about to roll their eyes at this question, I get it. But somebody out there is going to ask, which of the two is our favorite? And it's a silly question. I don't know why you're asking it. But because I know that somebody's going to do it, I'm going to sit here and say, yes. So I'm actually going to answer that question. I'll say the medium cruiser. Because you got more options? No, because if you statistically look at medium cru- cruisers for all the fleets, you know, the there's, oh, okay. one, yeah. there's one, PHR, one PHR light cruiser that's like, no, you take that one. Because it's what it can do for its point value, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I think the Scourge might have one that's kind of questionable, and the UCM has... Uh, they, have they have the new Cairo and the new... Bro- um... They have a burn through one and they have a turret one. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I think it was one the, of them. the the burn through one because it's like it's so cheap that it's just like you have fifteen burn through lasers and you get yeah. two of those in a fleet. Yeah, yeah. Or in a, so in a grouping. Yeah, the Shaltari, both their light cruisers are useless in my opinion as far as the points they cost and what their weapons do. I think yeah. I, I don't like the light cruisers. Well, you know, Actually, have. so so I, I should uh, back up there because I just remembered. One light cruiser does have the disintegrator bank weapons, or yeah, just the 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 six attack uh, four shot one. So never mind. Um, but yeah, the the light cruiser, like the impel idea is great, but you have to hit with both the shots, and you have to deal damage with both shots. Mm. That's not a great option in my opinion. So um, I, I I like the light the I like the, the both of them, but I like the cruiser on this one better because you do get that extra hard point, you do get the higher stats, you know. Has Impel been used on anything else yet? Uh, there's a uh, battle cruiser and that light cruiser. Okay, and that's it. Uh, upcoming events. Um, let's see if this will work now. Nope. Uh, I'm at the apex of forthcoming things and stuff. I don't know what happened to the soundboard there when I paused that to take that little chunk out, but the uh, soundboard is not working. Yeah, that's okay. okay. All right. So upcoming events. Uh, Conquest Games Convention is still coming up. It's from the 15th of April till the 17th of April. If you, This is in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, www.conquest.org. 
A for Apple, S for Sam, N for Nelly, dot AU. Uh, we've also got the World Model Expo coming up from the 1st till the 3rd of January. Uh, tickets for that go on sale on the 1st of March, so you cannot buy them yet. Uh, that takes place at the NH Eindho Eindhoven Conference Centre in Konigshof. And I haven't been teased by Michelle, so I'm assuming that I must be saying these things right. Normally he has a go at me when I say things wrong, because he can't help himself. He's very predictable in that sense. Um, this is in Veldhoven in the Netherlands. Uh, and that's at the World... Mo sorry, uh, you can get information on that at WMForMaryEverEgg2020.com. We also have Gen Con coming up. When's Gen Con happening, Sox? August 4th to 7th, badges are now on sale, so you can start getting your tickets for that. Oh, nice! So. And I was just about to say, Bruce, we need to teach you the NATO fanatic. What? The NATO fanatic. Oh, I know it, I just ignore it. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to go to Gen Con. George, you're going to go to Gen Con with your new job? Uh, you might be able to. Now that I'm not on call, well, I won't be on call anymore. Um, it's more feasible. Um, I have a feeling my my project list at, for my house, as well as everything else, will go up astronomically as I will be here 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, working with that right behind me. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes sometimes, having to telework every so often with the military when we were allowed to telework due to COVID. So, yeah, I understand how that... Yeah, well, th this job is 100% telework for me now, so... Yeah, I know that, so... I'd love to go to Gen Con. Thanks for asking. I I'm sure you would. Yeah, I would love to. It's never going to happen, but I would love to go to Gen Con one day. <laughs> That's you, why I never you, asked. I didn't ask. You, you've got a passport, so all you have to do is buy a plane ticket, get permission to fly over here, get a hotel room, get your ticket. I, you can go, Bruce. There's nothing stopping you. Uh, from the lots of money that would cost. Oh, pff, can't be that much. Oh, what is an international flight these days? Is it still like a thousand bucks? I'd be looking at at least $1,300 each way. Each way? Most likely, yeah. God. I, I, I might get lucky, but I highly doubt that I would get lucky when they know Gen Con's on. Right. There's no, there's no way that the airlines wouldn't know about it. Maybe uh. we'll be famous enough to be sponsored one day. I'm not going to hold my breath. All right. Thank you very much to those of you that do support us. Uh, for those of you that do not, if you would like early access to these videos, as well as almost every other video that we put out there, you can go to patreon.com slash getting tabled. You will receive early access to almost everything that we do. Anytime that it's instant goes up, which is very rare, we always explain why. Uh, Facebook.com slash getting tabled. If you are happy to support our social media overlords, uh, youtube.com slash getting table please go there and subscribe we have a really ridiculous goal of trying to get to a thousand subscribers before april um all of your help is needed for us to achieve that i, I want to get at least as close as we can um if you would like to reach out to us you can do so getting tabled at gmail.com twitter and instagram is both at getting tabled and we have a website which is getting if you reach out to us and you would like to join our Discord server, please do so. I will put an image down here on the bottom of the thing of the actual invite that you can use. Uh, but I'm not going to say it out loud because it never makes sense when you say it out loud. Oh, with that being said, thanks for uh, tuning to this episode of Getting Tabled. Uh Audio, uh, audio music in this podcast was uh, provided by Eric Mateus at soundimage.org. Since I can't get the outro to play, so I'm still going to give the guy credit because, well, we had some other stuff already play. Until uh, next time, play more games.
Thank you.